Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 815, 816 now, talking to Jeff Nowak, WWL Saints sideline reporter. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm trying to, it's, this time of year is always weird because it's just kind of like trying to reset. Like, what do I do with myself? Like, it's a Tuesday. Mm. But it feels like I don't even know. It's you kind of get it's 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 very jarring. But I'll get through are. it. I promise. Your NFL lagged is what you are. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just graduated high school, and I'm like, well, what do I do now? I got to do something. Let me tell you what, uh, and I mean it sincerely, not to curry favor because I don't have to. But if you're not following Jeff <laughs> Nowak on Twitter, you're missing out because he he does some very enjoyable stuff on Twitter. You can follow him. At Jeff underscore Nowak, correct? And I guess the capital letters matter. At capital J-E-F-F underscore capital N-O-W-A-K. And I I enjoy you on Twitter, Jeff. You do a great job. You do a great job on the sidelines. Now, one thing Jeff tweeted was a picture of him on one of the explosive plays that Atlanta hit, standing there (laughs) emotionless on the sideline watching it, saying he was proud of himself for being a reporter. I'm a little disappointed because I think you could have maybe – stepped in made a tackle or something someone should have yeah Um, yeah, somebody should have absolutely you know i'm not i'm not i'm not even proud of myself for being a reporter i'm proud of myself for being a statue like you wouldn't even know that i had a pulse that's no that's that's what i'm going for just standing there man i mean no emotion no nothing just like oh well that happens every day you know like watching a bus pass or something Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Let's start with something that doesn't happen every day and and it is the talk of the town even though it's you know, I think it's just like a, a fly buzzing around or a footnote, however you want to say it. And that's the, the Jameis Winston thing with the Jamal Williams touchdown, Jimmy Graham coming out in support of him. Uh, Shannon Sharp, I think it was, saying some negative things about the Saints. Uh, Bobby Bear, Deuce McAllister disagreeing. Bobby saying it disrespected the game. Deuce saying Jamal did a lot of the dirty work. It was B. Sean Robinson's um, run, by the way, that Jeff had zero reaction yeah. to. Um, but anyway... Um, Deuce McAllister is saying, we know what Jamal does a lot of the dirty work, and he deserved to get the touchdown. My thing is, if you're going to do that, that's fine, but don't do it from the kneel-down formation, because if you're going to do that, then if a defensive lineman jumps across when you're doing that one time and kills your quarterback, don't scream about it, because you kind of violated the gentleman's agreement. Your thoughts on all of this, and, and what you're hearing from the Saints and so forth? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of I, I I see it from both sides, right? In the sense that you know, I understand why the players wanted to get the Jamal a touchdown. They love him. He does all the dirty work. Yes, but again, like you said, it's kind of a cheap shot, right? right. It's you know when it, it kind of I kind of equate it to like if you're a quarterback, you get all the protections in the world. 
But one thing you're not allowed to do in terms of like, if you want to keep your head on your shoulders is, you know, fake slide and then run, right? right? Like fake to go out of bounds and then juke back in because you know exactly. that no one's allowed to hit you and you're taking advantage of that. That's a great right? analogy, because a great example. What, what, what happens the next time you pretend to go out of bounds or, or you do go out of bounds and someone's going to take your head off because mm-hmm. they're like, well, I thought he was going to juke. Anyway, like that's kind of, and that's I think what DA is reacting to of like, man, like these teams are going to look at this and be like, well, next time they go in the victory formation, we're going to fire off the ball when we don't need to and, you know, someone gets hurt, and then we look back at this and say, well, that's why. But, you know, I, I, I think from talking to players, one thing that they made clear, and, you know, you could say it doesn't matter. You could say they did what they did, and it is what it is. But I think, you know, when it comes down to it, the reason they did it the way they did it was because D.A. said no. Like, he didn't want it to run a play. They wanted to go out there and run whatever and get Jamal a touchdown. Heck, they were talking about, hey, maybe we get Jimmy Graham a touchdown and get number 70 and then send him off in the sunset. I assume he's going to retire. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to do it the way they did it because DA said no. He ruled, he, he, he over, he said, you know, we're going to take a knee. And that's what I take some a gripe with. It's like, if the whole team wants to do something, and yeah, you're kind of putting the thumb in their eye of the Falcons a little bit, but that's what this rivalry is. That's what this is about. He came out and said, this isn't what we are. But I would argue that being petty against the Falcons is like an entire identity. But do it from... Point. But do it from the proper formation, not from the kneel-down formation. Exactly, and that's my criticism of DAs. I don't know if he necessarily kind of understands that dynamic of, like, you just got to embrace the fact that these teams don't like each other and go for it, right? Um, Now, from the perspective of, like, the players, I don't think they were approaching it. I think one of the reasons they have the reaction they did in terms of the social media stuff and, and Jameis in the locker room and all that, you know, is because I don't think they were going at that with the intention of, saying we're going to show up our head coach. We're going to make it clear that we don't listen to what he says. They were going at it from, no, this is our teammate. We love him. We're going to be supporting him. We're going to go do this. And Jameis being on the field was a major factor in that because I think if Garrick was on the field, it probably doesn't happen. Even if Jake Hayner, for example, is on the field for a rookie, he's not going on that I, limb. I also and, think, you know, Jeff, if it's, la- if it's not the last play of the season and everybody kind of for the most part, thought it was. And if it's the playoffs, it's soon forgotten. But if it's not the last play of the season, I'm not sure it happens either. You? Well, heck, if Jamal Williams scores a touchdown at literally any other point, right? Like, they had the ball at the one-yard line. He was going to get his touchdown then. They got the ball start and moved back to the six. Or if Duran so Matthews. Like there's this perfect storm. Yeah, if Duran Matthews scores, it doesn't happen. Right. Let me take a break. We're going exactly. to talk about some serious stuff when we come back, all right? Jeff Nowak, our guest, WWL Saints sideline reporter. Um, 821 traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 826 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWR. You can follow Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline Reporter on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak, N-O-W-A-K. Jeff, getting on a matter serious about the Saints. Dennis Allen had his final press conference yesterday. I understand Mickey Loomis had a meeting with the players after that that was positively received. No team is ever the same year to year. What changes do you see the Saints making either with the coaching staff, with the players who's likely to be there, given salary cap limitations, uh, uh, motivation for improvement, et cetera? The floor is yours. 
Yeah, you know, they, uh, DA talked for 46 minutes, 47 minutes yesterday in his press conference, which is a long time. Uh, you know, he kind of answered, he answered a lot of questions. You know, I think it's a lot easier to get information out of a coach after the season is over. They're a lot less tight-lipped. And, you know, I, I think he was pretty honest about, you know, they're going to have to make some changes in terms of culture, in terms of the mindset, in terms of some of the, you know, the, like he, I don't think they know exactly what their changes are going to be yet because, I think one thing the Saints team prides itself on is the willingness and consistency of taking their time and going through their process and making all of these evaluations. Um, but, but let me yeah, ask you this yeah, real quick some, before, before we yeah. run out of time. What does that mean, culture and mindset? How would that change in terms of, of – I think it's just the approach. I, I think it's like, you know, I think you're getting younger. I think you're getting a lot – as you get further and further from the Drew Brees era, you have to approach things differently and you have to – you know, make sure the young guys you're bringing in are doing things the right way because you don't have that, you know, established core group of guys that were like, yeah, we were here. We went to the playoffs four years in a row. We know this, right? And that's why when you move on from some veteran players, that's what you have. And that's why it's important to have a Tyron Matthew, Demario Davis, guys like that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's more – I think the coaching staff is what you look at, especially the offensive staff. You rebuilt the defensive staff last year. I think you feel good about it. And this year I think you're going to look at some key pieces on the offensive staff and see, okay, what – what do we need to do? How can we improve this? Uh, Trevor Penning's development is something that I have a lot of questions about. Uh, I don't see how you can just bail on your first-round pick. I think that's something you have to take a long look at and, and how you kind of have a plan for that. But that's – I think you're looking at staffing changes, but you're not – I think Dennis Allen is safe, um, and you're going to go from there. Um, what about um, on the defensive line? In terms of in terms of what? Well, just are they happy with who they have and and uh, salary cap set et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I think the salary cap's going to be fine. You're going to restructure ten or eleven players. You know, you're going to do your thing. Derek Carr's going to be one of those players that makes it a lot easier. Um, and yeah, I think Peyton Turner's a name that you look at and say, okay, I, you gotta you gotta try to get him back. It's it, you know it, the injuries are just brutal, but I do think there's a good player in there. It's just you know you can't get on the field so. You know, I think you might pick, you might go into the draft and maybe add another piece or two, but I think the group that you have, generally speaking, is going to be what you come back with. How about Tyrone Matthew? He's back? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Tyron, DeMario, no, these guys aren't retiring. I mean, Tyron, Tyron's amazing. Tyron played in all 17 games. He has played in in 34 football games since he's been here. This season, he missed 10 snaps all year. And I got to tell you, personally, personally, every time I think he's done, he steps up and makes a play. It's amazing, yeah. really. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate Agreed. your time and your work. I really do. And specifically, I was asking about Peyton Turner when I meant defensive line because he was absent. Then he comes in and recovers yeah. a fumble yeah. in the last game. All right. Thank you, sir. On his birthday. Yeah, on his <laughs> birthday. Right. No kidding. <laughs> Jeff Nowak, WWL St. Sideline reporter. We're going to come back, talk about college football, the game last night, and then changes for next year. Right now, time for WWL First News. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 